This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day, this is Better Make It Quick. This is a uh, the Wednesday edition of Better Than Yesterday, which is a podcast here to make your day-to-day better than yesterday, something you hear on this and every show. We'll give you a little thought, a little action, a little something, a little idea that'll, um, you know, you can put in the mix and uh, see how it works out. And I'm going to tell you, every one of these episodes, every conversation I've had has made me go, you know what, today was a good one. You know what's better than yesterday. That's why I called the show what I did. I like things that do what they say on the box. I'm Osha. Hi, I'm a podcaster. I'm an author. I'm a dad. I'm a TV guy. I'm a, once again, a motorcycle rider. Very happy to have the motorbike back. I'm standing on the side of the road as the rain's coming in, putting on my wet weather gear, motorbike guy as well. It's very funny. I go from cool black to day glow. Be safe and be sane. Wednesdays, we have a quick listen back to episodes from the back catalogue. And we started in 2013, so there's a lot. And some of them are just so good, they're worth a second go. 2015, Lindsay McDougall and I caught up in his home in the inner West Sydney suburb of Newtown. I think he moved down to the South Coast since then, but at the time he was like above a kebab shop or or something, like right in the thick of it, right on King Street. It was epic. Lindsay is the lead guitar player of Frenzel Rom. He was also on Breakfast Radio on Triple J for some time. He does um, regular radio now. He was the doctor on Triple J in the morning. His whole career, Lindsay's whole career is based around music. He is a musician. Uh, He was a music presenter. He thinks a lot. And I did want to know if music had always been the dream career and what did he dream of doing when he was a little kid? I definitely wanted to be an accountant up until I was about 15, I think, or 16. And then music became much more interesting. And I had started at university in, uh, just before I turned 18 in 1996. I was doing a, um, an arts degree, which was maths, music, and political science, which would have led nowhere. <laughs> it's completely useless, although interesting. The political science stuff was great, I remember. 
and I used to love maths for some reason, although that seems ridiculous now because I don't know what it is anymore. But um, yeah, and so three months into that, I was coming home from a shift at Coles. I was working in the fruit and veg department. It's a super, big supermarket chain big supermarket in Australia. Chain, yeah. Yes. Um, and I heard on the radio on North FM, which is broadcast in North Sydney, and somehow I was hearing it in Engadine, that they needed a, um, that, that Frenzel Rom needed. I knew they were, the guitarist had left because I'd heard, it, I'd been to a show where they announced it. And, uh, and then, because I used to go to Frenzel Rom gigs, and then they said that they needed a guitarist. They needed a guitarist. And so I just called the manager and somehow made a demo tape, which would be hilarious to listen to now. I was playing along to Frenzel Rom songs and stuff. And then um, went to an audition, which was great. I should say, my girlfriend at the time, Liz, for her birthday or maybe Christmas at the end of 95, I got, I went and seen, saw, seen Frenzel Rom at Manning Bar at Sydney Uni, got a set list, got it signed and got it framed and that was the present for my girlfriend at the time <laughs> and then I joined the band. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> Thinking, what a cool present, Frenzel Rom set list, get this signed, get this So framed. you're you're, fr- you're fresh out of, you know, yeah. Catholic boys high school. Mm-hmm. You've, you've put your finger into a political science uh, mm-hmm. degree for about three months. So clearly you know everything there is to know in the world. Oh, yeah. I'm ready to take on the world. And then <laughs> there you are with these road-hardy Aussie, mm-hmm. shall we say, uh, me, m- m- conservatively budgeted <laughs> touring organisation. It was funny. It was actually in this room, which our manager used to live in this house, in this room that my dad came and Chris Moses, our manager, still our manager today, showed him our accounts. My dad's a chartered accountant by trade, apart from owning a toy shop and stuff. Um, and he, uh, he managed to convince my dad that Frenzel Rom was a viable commodity and, and to let me drop out of university. I don't know what magical you know, book fixing went on, but he believed him. And so that, I was allowed to leave. My dad didn't mind me leaving university. To come and be in this band. To go be in this band. And so you already knew all the songs. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I didn't have too many more to learn. Uh, that was pretty easy. There were other things to learn. <laughs> when you join a band, you can't, the songs aren't quite enough. You have to learn how to, you know, operate with three other guys on a stage and how to uh, not drink too much that you can still play when you're on stage. It took a few years. Because I can only imagine you're barely 18 years old and mm-hmm. you're in this whirlwind scene at the time. Yeah. That must have been pretty intense. We, we just released Punch in the Face just before I joined the band, and that was a really big thing for Friends or Rom. It was a song that got played everywhere. It was like the main song that got played on Triple J first and everything. We, you were in the video. Did you write yeah. the song? No, I wasn't in the band. When, I, was, I didn't even record it. Ben played on the, the album. Oh, but, but you were in the video? Yes. Wow. Climbing along. Yeah, yeah so right. There were like two songs I think, on that album, and I was, yeah, disappointment as well. I also mimed in the video. But, um, yeah, because Ben wanted to go back to university, and he still, still seems he's a lovely guy. Um, one of the only guys in that band we still talk to, by choice. Ex, ex-members. Ex-members, yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so we, um, yeah, and I joined then and it was crazy. Like we were just, you know, by the start of the the next year, we were doing um, Big Day Out. Isn't that the one where some, like a tent fell down or something? Oh, it's hard to remember. I vaguely recall there was a Big Day Out, which is like a Lollapalooza that tours around in Australia. It's not around anymore. Mm. That at a Friends or Rom show, some like the, the tent fell down. The, the people were dancing so hard, they oh, knocked the tent over. We've had so many. I remember gigs having to be stopped because people used to crowd surf and then reach up into the roof, like push the panels off a roof and pull the electrics down and stuff. 
Frenzel Rom fans are very enthusiastic about those things. And back in them days, you know, when people were even wilder and, um, you know, insurance was a whole different ball game when yeah. it came to liability insurance and stuff. Um, yeah, I can't remember the tent falling down. There was lots of ridiculous things, though. Like, yeah, we've been around for 20 years. Yeah. But it sounds like, <coughs> you know, did you, did you ever, like, walk off stage and go, well, I'm really glad I didn't die just then. Yeah, no, that's happened Well, playing in, like, you know, in the rain with electrics all over the stage and stuff. And it's been a few times. Well, the thing is, I've got away so easily. It's Jason, our lead singer, who is the guy that I think regularly says, man, I should have died back there. You know, he's had, you know, two different broken arms. He's had a, uh, the, the, the larvae of a, uh, no, the, a pig worm, a, a tapeworm born from a pig in Bolivia living in his brain for three years, climbing up from his stomach into his brain, and then it lived there, formed a husk around itself to keep itself safe, and he only found out when he started having seizures when the the tapeworm died and started rotting inside his brain. <laughs> I'm, I'm fine. I'm just the guitarist on the side of stage that occasionally gets stuff chucked at me. I'm fine. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Frenzel Rom were absolutely quite ahead of their time. Every member of the band, vegetarian. I'm pretty sure Lindsay's vegan. He's even got straight EGDE, yeah, E-G-D-E tattooed on the back of his neck. It's such a beautiful troll. And I wanted to know if the vegetarian thing or the vegan thing was an act of rebellion. I like to think is that people in punk, in punk rock like to look at things objectively in a certain way. So, you know, you, you see things about the government you don't like and so, yeah, you, you will uh, act, be active against that. Um, when I joined Friends of Rome, I was from the Shire. I had no idea about vegetarianism. Apparently, I went out with Sam, a girl I went out with very briefly, was vegetarian. Apparently, I used to make her watch me eat cheeseburgers. <laughs> I don't remember that. What a horrible thing to do. Um, but I joined the band and Jason, the lead singer of Friends of Rome, told me, he said, go vegetarian or you're out of the band. I was like, okay, anything for you, Jay. I love you. You signed my sign frame yeah. list. And um, then I actually, I remember at the time just making up stories to my friends like, oh, you know, I'm going to go vegetarian. Uh, just, you know, it'll, be, it'll help me live healthier on the road. You know, it'll, it's a healthy way to do it. I won't get so tired because I just didn't want to admit that I'd done it because Jason told me to go vegetarian. But then I started meeting because we would have people at shows from Animal Liberation and stuff. And so I'd chat to them and they're generally, you know, younger, younger people, cute girls often work for Animal Liberation. As an 18-year-old boy, that's quite, you know, that's, that's someone I will listen to. And uh, I then, uh, our, our old guitarist, Ben, was vegan his brother, Liam, was vegan. Our manager, Chris, was vegan. Um, our label rep at, um, at Shock Records, Diane Meyer, also vegan. So there's a lot of vegan people. And they were like, awesome, you've gone vegetarian. Come and talk to us when you go vegan. And I'm like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see, guys. And I just, just kept going down that path, possibly as you did, going, actually, this makes sense, you know, and this makes sense. And this, oh, I guess I'm vegan now. Yes. That's what happens. And, you know, you have your last cheese pizza and, you know, kiss it goodbye. I didn't even know. I don't even know when it happened. It just happened one day. It was like, yeah, I don't want to eat a chicken that's lived like that. I don't want that energy in my body. That's, I don't want to participate in that. Though I was listening to a podcast with Pete Holmes and Tim Minchin the other day and Tim was talking about, because Pete's vegan, Pete's a vegan, he was talking about an individual act has absolutely no consequence on an overall system. And... I, I sometimes think, you know, the way I describe it to people is they say, why are you vegan? I say, well, do you screw the little kind of 
squiggly light bulbs in at home. They go, yeah, yeah, why do you do it? Because I want to do my part. So, well, mm-hmm. that's, that's me doing my part. It is. It is. Like you, you are one individual doing one little act, but there is millions of little individuals. There are millions of individuals doing that little act. And if every one of those million individuals listen to Peter Holmes or will listen to these, mm. there's lots of people that say that, you know. And they also say lots of other things like, well, you can't eat bread because of the, the, the mice being killed in the production of grain or whatever and all that sort of thing. And, and my general response to them is, well, I'm doing a lot more than you are, you whinging prick. But um, if a million people took that advice, there'd be a million less um, vegans and a million more people eating meat, causing pressure on blah, 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 using that much water. You, know, you look up the reasons. Well, yeah, because that, that's where I started. I started mm. on a resource thing. Yeah. I started on a, hang on. It takes 100 times more land to create the same amount of protein from an animal than a plant. Yeah. I like the Amazon rainforest. I don't want to participate in that. And people will say, well, you know how much land is taken up to use to make grow soybeans? Yeah, but it feeds cows. Vegans don't get those soybeans. Those soybeans feed cows. That's the other part is that half of the food on the world's surface mm-hmm. that people could eat mm-hmm. it gets fed to our livestock, which are then slaughtered. You imagine that funnel of all the available food for the humans and for other living things to eat, and it all goes down and water available resources goes down to a cow, which then can only feed so many people, you know, or, you know, to make your one burger, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's that, I mean, that should be simple mathematics, not to mention the cruelty aspect and, yeah. the, and the horrors that various animals uh, have to put up with. I think, and that's the thing about punk rock is that there is that fairness aspect, especially the punk rock that I grew up listening to. You want, you just want to do nice things for nice people, and it seems uh, incongruent because punk's about loudness and swearing and stuff. But you know, I, I remember reading that like um, the Sex Pistols, the most silly manufactured punk rock group, and one of the original ones would go and like you know hang out um, in like hang, hang out at Christmas time with poor people, and they would do stuff. Like, I believe they would feed them vegetarian food. Like, that's, like, that's back in the 70s. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I think that it's just always had that kind of do nice things vibe. Be nice to, you know, you've got your community at the shows, you know, and, and you know, at hardcore shows in the last five, ten years, you could go, and go to a hardcore show, have your head ripped off by the roofs and go and buy a cupcake. Go and buy a vegan cupcake. That's great. There's <laughs> Parkway Drive, you know, ripping your, ripping your face off with their melting riffs. I have a cupcake. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> There's vegan cupcakes. <laughs> vegan cupcakes stalls. It doesn't, that's maybe more of a Melbourne thing. I oh, know I've had it in Canberra as well. But it's just, it's just, and it is that, <laughs> it is a really, it is a funny piece of incongruence, which is wonderful. And it's, you know, and you see, especially you see the straight edge hardcore scene, there's so many lo- lovely people in it that um, just have the biggest smiles on their faces and they're, ha- you know, hanging around and then they go and tear your face off with their riffs, which is, I think, a beautiful um you know, beautiful. Well, I think that's when I first, I think I, I first found out about uh, Straight Edge from that, the Minor Threat song, mm. but against the incongruence of the music and the way music sounded and the, the aggression of which mm. they were saying this message, I'm not going to sniff clue, I'm not going to do this, I'm going to yeah. do that. I, I just was like, uh, I was a bit put off by it, yeah. to be honest, because yeah, it sounded quite angry. Well, that's right. No effects did a nice lounge version of it as well. I've got straight edge. But um, it's, it's easy to listen to. But it's, it's true. And that, that was that hardcore music too. That was the uh, – uh, Henry Rollins perfectly classifies it as that was the fuck you guys. They soon got absolved, uh, absorbed by the fuck yeah guys who were your agnostic fronts and your, your big beefcake hardcore dudes who were certainly not about that. They were, I'm not sure whether they were you know, into drugs or whatever, but they were definitely into 
you know, just hard living and just, you know, street level stuff was the nerds got beaten out by the jocks kind of thing. Right. Which was, uh, there's some wonderful documentaries about the history of hardcore, which, yeah, which always have Henry Rollins in them because he's such a genius talking and stuff. But, um, yes, there you go. That's a, that's a nice, yeah, I, I, I don't think about punk rock that much these days because I'm 37 years old and that's silly. But I do listen to it a lot still in different, different ways and I play it still. And it's fun to think about those formative years and how, how nice they were. There was lots of stupidity. There was excess. There was drinking. There was ridiculous late nights and really strange moments on tour and stuff. But everyone was just trying to be nice to each other. No one was trying to fuck anyone over. You know, except for one time we had a merch guy who was a thief. But that's another story. We have to take a break because as punk as this show is, we we pay people. So I have to play some ads. So uh, we'll play some commercials and back in a minute with more from Lindsay. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is Better Than Yesterday. Better make it quick, the quick Wednesday edition where we look back at an episode from the past. Today we're visiting episode 104, so just to the end of year two, 2015. And we are speaking with Lindsay McDougall, the guitar player from Frenzel Rom, brilliant human being. And, you know, I, I haven't eaten an animal product. Gosh, I don't know. I stopped eating meat in 2002, stopped eating eggs. But I call myself plant-based because uh, avoiding all animal stuff is kind of difficult, you know, some of my meds. Occasionally there's a gelatin capsule and some of the motorcycle clothing I've got has got a bit of suede on a glove or something like that. And so I don't claim veganity. (laughs) Lindsay is vegan. And uh, there is a stereotype about vegans. And it's, you know, stereotypes exist for a reason. And it's that they can be preachy and combative when in trying to convert other people to veganism, especially in, you know, in 2015. This is a couple of years back now. And I wonder what Lindsay's experience of that might be. Oh, man, when I first went vegan, my gosh, I, I still would want to find these two girls that I yelled at after a show in Newcastle once where they came to get something signed by us and they had McDonald's in their hands. And I'm so sorry to them, but I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I saw McDonald's, started yelling at them, and then just thought, why? Well, no, I don't think I thought. I think I was told, why are you yelling at those two girls? They, didn't, they just went and got food after your gig and then went to get something signed. Why would you be such a prick to them? They're not the problem, you know. And, and from then on, and not from then on, but, you know, I, there's so many different ways to make your point. And it's with humour and it's with love and it's with showing people how, how well your life is that you live, you know. I mean, Christ, look at you, for goodness sake. I remember finding out you were vegan probably about the same time that you were on Australian Idol, I imagine, and just knowing that you have this giant profile 
And just at certain times, you were just let out the information. <laughs> you weren't on Australian Idol going, you cannot win unless you go vegan, you know, that sort of thing. You, you, no, you sing well, but you suck because I saw you eating some bacon backstage. <laughs> like just to see, to see the, the, just the way that, you know, that whole you catch more flies with honey instead of vinegar, some silly phrase like that. Oh, there's a, uh, I've heard the word attraction, not promotion. Mm. Absolutely. And that's the thing. I, I, there are people in my life who have gone vegan or vegetarian because of friends will run, because of me or whatever. And it's never been because I've yelled at them. Like, it's because they see that we were a band full of vegetarians that were not the pious, you know, shy halud kind of, um, you know, uh, monks that a lot of, that some vegan bands are. Um, we were out there having a good time and just happened to also you know, show compassion to living things. And they would, you know, find that that, that is a, a doable thing to do. Marie Hardy, when I first started working on Triple J with Marie Hardy, one of Australia's greatest uh, writers and screenwriters, great brain, she, big food lover. Um, it was only when I, you know, when she saw how I lived as a vegetarian, she ended up going vegan, you know. It's just, there's just so many ways to do that that aren't, um, yeah, bashing people over the head with it. And I think the same stands for, Political views as well as as well as diets and lifestyles. Oh, I, I would agree in that it's it's much more of a look at and I, I that's the try that's the message I try and send as well about about mental health as well is like mm. that bloke there on the telly, that's what living with a mental yeah. uh, health issue looks like. It doesn't look like someone sitting in a corner reading a crayon. It's, <laughs> it's that guy there. Um, what do you think when people? I mean, obviously with Mark Latham blowing up all over the is place. Is he okay? That's the question. What do you feel? How do you feel when people are banging on about him, this nutcase on the telly? This like, like, I mean, I know he's saying some really stupid and horrible things, but does he have a support group? Does he have a network? Does he have well, a, like, he's got a wife and kids. But. See, I was really lucky in that when, because what, I'm not saying this is what happened to Mark Latham, mm-hmm. all right? But I know what happened to me. I was lucky enough that I knew something wasn't mm-hmm. right. I knew something wasn't right. I would, I remember meditating that night or two nights later or three nights later. And when you're in the meditative moment, it, it, people think meditation is a still mind. It's not. Meditation is gently pushing the other thoughts away, gently pushing the other thoughts away. But as the thoughts were coming up, it would be um, flowers and then it would turn to the, like the final scene from Terminator 2 where everything is dying in a nuclear fire. So like, you're seeing that stuff. My brain was brain. filtering everything through a filter of cataclysm. Yeah. And I thought, this, is, this isn't right. This isn't like it was like the blue sky day, the beautiful mm-hmm. blue day we have here in Sydney today would, yeah, so I was like, yeah, something's, there's a switch flicked in my brain that isn't right. That's a, that, like, yeah. I, I, so if he's in that position, I've, yeah. I've, I hope you see a doctor. Absolutely. That, or if anyone's in that position and yeah. you see the signs, I mean, the beautiful irony of that is this beautiful day in, uh, at the very start of September is the sign of a glo- global catastrophe about to happen because it shouldn't be this sunny here in September. But that is, that's, I guess, a, a, a physical manifestation. How do you deal with I, I, that powerlessness around climate change? Um, by just, well, by, by doing things right myself, by doing the right thing myself. But, yeah, like when you think about the world, and I, I'm not having kids, that's not something, and, I, and I'm not doing that just because I don't think the future is going to be good for people because I'm sure it will be. Although I did interview uh, Paul Gildea, who used to work for Greenpeace and has written many books on this various subjects and stuff. He's an Australian dude. 
Um, he's done wonderful things for the world. And he was like, the next 30 years, it's going to get very, very difficult. We've passed the point of no pain. We're in the point where it's going to hurt a lot now. If, even if we change everything in the world right now, it's going to hurt a lot to get us back to a sustainable planet because we just, we're living the, the life of three planets on one planet. That's in, in terms of production and population and stuff. So it's easy to think, man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And uh, one thing he also said is the third world isn't going to feel it that bad. The first world, as in, and, sorry, the developing world isn't going to feel it that bad. Rich people, really rich people aren't going to feel it because they'll have their pods and things. And, and, they're, and they're, It's the middle class that are going to feel it because we're the ones that live in the world that's going to be changing. So it's quite interesting to think about that we will be feeling the, the brunt of, of cataclysm cataclysmic climate change in the next few years. I highly encourage you to go back and check out my full conversation with Lindsay McDougall. He's great, a great human being, and that episode was a really good one. We did another one somewhere along the way, but this was the first time we caught up on the show. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever it is that you're doing. I do love to see how you listen to this. So take a photo with your phone and send it to me. Send us your email at gmail.com. I always love to see it. What's going on? What are you doing? Just take a photo, boom, hit share, boom, email. Send Osher email at gmail.com, go. Easy done. I'd love to see what's going on, you know? I listen to podcasts when I'm on the motorbike, when I'm doing the laundry, when I'm picking up dog poo in the backyard. If you send me a photo of dog poo, I won't mind, I promise. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. All the episodes are available in the podcast feed. You can scroll back to 104 and listen to that one or whatever you like. Thank you so much. If this episode's been good for you, share it with someone. Maybe share it with someone who's a Frenzel fan. Thanks so much to Bree Steele for writing this show. Thanks so much to Andy Maher on audio and video post. Rachel Barrett on the, on the EP of everything and uh, Toe Hider who made the music. See you Friday. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.